9th May is universally recognized as Mother's Day. This came in a little late, but in today's episode, we take a break from our entrepreneurial stories as we will be discussing a subject relevant to the well-being of career mothers. So we're actually just talking how we have to run home in the evening because we are pumping and uh, you reach there, there's traffic, you're like crap, you know. So you're in a meeting and you're so conscious, like, okay, am I leaking, you know. So it's just a whole balance. I feel like being a new mom, I almost feel like I have had to mourn the loss of my life before the baby. And like not feel bad about that, but just understand that it's a transition. And I didn't expect it, and I almost didn't ever say it out loud because I felt like it meant that I didn't love my baby. <laughs> From the Innovation Village, this is episode 24 of my Village podcast, produced through the Next Wave program under the Young Africa Work Strategy in partnership with the MasterCard Foundation. And I'm your host, Pauline Achanawing. I hate using the phrase working mothers because there's no such thing as a mother who doesn't work. All mothers work. Whether they are full-time stay-at-home mothers or career mothers. But the dynamics differ. In today's podcast, we will specifically have a conversation about the experience of career mothers. What does it for them finding the balance between work motherhood, and all the other multiple roles they carry. On the show today, you will be hearing from a group of five women that I work with at the Innovation Village. Samantha Nionsaba is the future lab lead at the Innovation Village. Evelyn Lenayasa Silayo, people experience lead. Wendy Nabasanga, the executive assistant to the team lead. Christine Owen, the program lead and Martha Arinaitwe Rukare, Executive Business Analyst. Motherhood comes with shared experiences, usually, but some things differ from one individual to another. I am going to ask all of you to briefly share your experiences. Samantha, I am going to start with you. What has been your experience balancing motherhood and a career? I'm figuring it out as I go. I think each day is different. Um, you said something work-life balance in my opinion I think there's no balance um, I think that every day it's, it's what decision you make right so there is no balance of like it's 50 it's 50 right at times you might feel like um, like family right you might feel like you're giving it 30% and you're giving work 70%. On the other days, you feel like you're giving work 10% and you're giving family 90%. Um, so it's really just each day being intentional about what priorities you have to set straight. Uh, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. Um, and, and I've just learned that having a good support system is very, very important. Um, to support you if it's at work or even at home, right? So that um, if you're away from home, you feel you, 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 can, you can focus on work, right? Uh, because you have a good support system at home. Or um, when you come to work, uh, who, who here can I talk to that can relate? 
um, I, I work closely with Martha and you find like half the time we're talking about <laughs> Half the time we're talking about babies and 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 uh, but it, it really helps because you know that you're not in it alone and then it it gives you like more energy to like go forth because you're like okay you you know you can stay the challenge you're facing and then you know talk about how you're coping with it and then it's it's just it's just good. By the way, anybody can respond. There's no particular order. In case you have something to say, I'll just turn the mic to you. So Evelyn what has the adjustment been like for you? So for me, it has been, it has been interesting. Um, I'm a very, how can I put it, organized person. So for me, schedule, 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 everything. Schedule at home, schedule at work, plan, organize. Um, then when that does not happen, which most of the time it doesn't, <laughs> you're thrown off balance. Uh, but you learn to catch yourself quickly. Um, also, yes, a support system works and a support system which you're continuously like communicating with. So my child is really, really young. And uh, so I call home after every two hours. Has he taken the milk? Has he? Then there's the whole... Um, you, yes, you're dealing with the work situation, you're dealing with the home situation, then there's the youth situation, mm-hmm. because your body is also still mm-hmm. healing and going through all sorts of things, mm-hmm. uh, mentally, physically, psychologically. So we're actually just talking how we have to run home in the evening because we are pumping and mm-hmm. uh, you reach there, there's traffic, you're like crap. You know, so you're in a meeting and you're so conscious, like, okay, am I leaking? Is you know, so it's just a whole balance. And uh, as people experience, I keep saying that for women, we have it, we are just we should be the supermen, not even superwomen, because we our careers, our clocks, our lives like they're parallel, you can't pause one and continue there then you know and if you pause one you'll feel like you're missing out Mm -hmm. so i've had a lot of conversation about uh, with people who have actually chosen to leave careers and be stay-at-home moms and they have their own story as well Mm -hmm. i have a very very close friend of mine who chose that with the husband they're like okay sit but for a whole year she just sank into depression because she's like okay i'm not making any meaningful contribution Mm -hmm. And it took her husband time to actually tell her, you taking care of the child is contribution. Mm-hmm. So also defining what that is, what success and contribution to the home and work is. So, yeah, for me, that's what motherhood is. Yes, Evelyn, your friend's experience of sinking into depression after quitting her job to be a stay-at-home mom is quite common. A fulfilling life is defined by so many things, and having a career is one of those things for many people. So being forced to fully stay at home does have a negative effect on some women, even despite having a financially stable partner. There is also the fear of losing momentum at work if you take time off to take care of children. Very few men, for example, make the choice of staying home to cater to fatherhood and its demands. Then, of course, there are people who think staying at home means you are not doing much. They think it's a vacation, but we will get into that a lot of time. Christine, you look like you have something to say. What has been your experience? Are there things you didn't expect and have had to adjust? 
I remember when I was on maternity leave, since it's fresh, and my husband would get home from work and I'd be so jealous. <laughs> I'd be like, you got to go to the office and not think about parenthood? And yeah, I guess on some level the husbands or the partners do, but it's just different. And I, I think that that's the one thing I didn't expect. I feel like being a new mom, I almost feel like I have had to mourn the loss of my life before the baby and like not feel bad about that, but just understand that it's a transition. And I didn't expect it, and I almost didn't ever say it out loud because I felt like it meant that I didn't love my baby. <laughs> So I think that that's been the biggest challenge is like, like everyone else has shared, there's a, no balance, there's no schedule really. You try as hard as you can to figure it out every day. But at the same time, you have to like understand your new role. Um, luckily, my partner is very supportive. But still, I get jealous because I'm like, next time, next baby, can I be the husband? Because I just... I, I and my baby never accepted the bottle, so there's no him waking up at night to feed the baby. So that's 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 been the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. It's feeling like when you have to make those priority decisions, something's missing, and not like allow that to affect the way you see yourself, mm-hmm. and just know that it's that's what happened that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other. Peace is also making sure you're keeping time for your partner, aside from yourself, because mm-hmm. that's also the added stress of like keeping the house, keeping the job, keeping yourself, and keeping your partner happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think I didn't really know what I was getting into. The idea of like having a baby was so exciting, and I had waited so long because I had my first at 34, mm-hmm. and I was so excited about having a baby and you don't realize all those things until you're actually at home. Christine, I relate the excitement of having babies after waiting for so long. I had my first baby at around the same age and the transition has been an eye-opening. Wendy, most people don't believe you have babies. When you say she has two, they're like, how? You are the fashionable, cool mom who appears to have it all figured out. How have you managed to pull off balancing work and motherhood? I might make it look fancy, <laughs> but it's not fancy. Because for me, at the stage where most of the moms here were, when I was at that stage, I had to make a decision to stay home because it was bringing a whole wage on me. Like I had to focus on the work. And the work, still in my current role, you know you have to be there. So it was was too much so I had to make a decision to stay home for I think a year and you know but still in that year I got depressed I remember my friends coming to see me and I'm like I think the world has moved on and for me I'm still here I'm just going to be a mom so it was really I lost so much weight and yeah so you tend to miss the whole working life and because you know your career at the end of the day is going down the the drain so you want to pick up so I came back into it but then got on a second child so <clears throat> what I did is you know I tried to get a good support system I tried to get as many helps as I could get to be able to so that I don't have to worry about home 
I have to be in touch with them. Yes, I had to stay with so many people, people I didn't even need to stay with because I didn't want to be worried. I didn't want to go back into it because I had been there at home. So I didn't want to go back to it. And then also I didn't want to be seen as, because I've seen strong women working and still have babies, I didn't want to be seen as, you know, just because I have kids, I don't have to work. So I just had, and what works for me, and what works for me might not work for someone else. So what works for me is having people around, you know, my kids. And at some point, maybe it may seem like it makes it easier, but it doesn't because now my kids are six and four years old. Then there's school. So you have to drop them at school. But then the times also, when you have, they have to be in school, at the times you have probably meetings. So there's a challenge. You're leaving them very early at school. They're the only ones at school with probably the Ascari. <laughs> so it breaks your heart. And then you have to come back to work. And then picking them, you know, the times really has been a challenge. Yeah, so I don't think it gets any easier at the end of the day, no matter how many helps you have. Because at the end of the day, if they, if they call you, the child is sick, you can't tell the help to go and take the child to hospital. You're the one to go home. Everything stops. And then you go and take care of the child. So I think also God gives us this power. I don't know, like, the, the capability. Because at the end of the day, we go through it. Like, we don't fail. We don't give up as moms and be like, you know what? I'm done. Yes, you break in there, you cry with the kid. Like, my kids have seen me crying in front of them. And they would, yeah, but as they get older, I don't want to show them that. Mm-hmm. But when they were younger, like, I would feel like, oh, God, these kids. Like, there's a time my child got lost mm-hmm. from home, and then I almost ran mad. So they put you through all these, you know, experiences. But somehow you get over it, and you start talking about them. Like, you know, it happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. So... Right now, I just get, I accept all the support I get, you know. Anyone who wants to come to my house, come. <laughs> if, I have, if my mom is there and she wants to be with the kids, I'll take them, yeah. And so that I get time for myself as well. So I know during the week is very hard because I'll go home late with the traffic. Sometimes you find when they're sleeping. And then in the morning you leave when they're still sleeping. So I create weekends. For them, I, I would say Sunday is theirs. Like I have to spend time with them, you know, catch up. Then even time to school. Like that's also my time to catch up. Mm-hmm. We pray. We, you know, they tell me how their days were. Yeah, so, so that they don't see me as the mom who is never there, mm-hmm. even when I'm there. But I want mm-hmm. to be also part of their life. So guys, it never gets any easier, yeah. even if they grow. It just, you just have to... <sighs> figure out ways of making it work mm-hmm. and and use any support you can get because mm-hmm. at the end of the day yes their dad will st- their dad will be there but you know you're the mom mm-hmm. they need you yeah so for me it's using all the support i can get but it's still it's still tough wendy and thanks for sharing about your experience including postpartum depression that's why, like Silayo says, women are more than superwomen. But I feel like there is also a danger in taking that for granted, glorifying the beautiful side of having a career and motherhood without diving deep into what it actually takes to pull it off and why some women just fail and one suffers at the expense of the other. I had a hard time 
uh, with my second child right from birth. My friends even nicknamed him AK-47 because I was always carrying him and struggling to soothe him. It was two months of tears. My left arm hurt from carrying him and I went through a very difficult low time. Martha, you are a business analyst. How do you strike a balance between running business and motherhood? Um, to be honest, um, it hasn't been easy. Um, I guess for the first, my firstborn, because it was a new experience, everything was new and exciting. In as much as it was hard, it I was just going through the phases. So I was just marking everything as a milestone. Mm-hmm. And at mm-hmm. each month mark, I was like, oh my God, we're getting older. And so I think I just like rode on emotion. But for the second one, I knew exactly what was going to happen, what was coming. And it was so tough because I was in a new role at work. If you recall, I went on leave after I had been here just two months. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was like a mixed bag of emotions. I was like, my God, my baby is so young and I'm coming back to work. Mm -hmm. And I remember in the first week, I used to park like outside my house and cry because I felt like I'm such a bad mom. Like, who leaves two young children at home, spends a day away, and here I am. I felt like I'm giving them leftover time. I felt like I was giving them a third version of me. But then I quickly realized, I spoke to my mom, and she said, there's no such thing as a bad mom. You're doing what you have to do, and what you need to do now is call out for help. Yeah? And I'm so lucky that my mom is working from home, so every now and again she goes home and spends time with my kids. And that way I feel like I can be where I'm at. So if I'm at work, I can be at work. But I've also made a very conscious decision that when I'm at work, I'm at work. And when I'm at home, I'm at home. Because the fact that I've been away all day, I feel like I'm guilty. Like I need to compensate for all the hours I've been away. And so when I get home, I like literally suffocate my kids with love. Like I do not want them to be away from me until they go to bed. So I make sure that I'm intentional with the amount of time I spend with them. But that also means I don't have time for myself, for my husband. And so for me, that trick was, okay, so do I spend time with my husband when they're going to sleep? But then when will I have time for me? Yeah. So to be honest, Christine always asks me, how do you do it? I don't know. I don't have an answer. I just wing it every day. Um, Just yesterday, I was telling Samantha that my two-and-a-half-year-old, who now had a routine and were actually adjusting to the routine, he now has a sleep regression where he wakes up in the night and he wakes up by 7 a.m. So that means that I have to be awake both for him and the baby and then figure out what to do with him as I leave work. So I'm like getting ready, feeding the baby, and then he's also there, he wants to watch cartoons, and I'm like, God, I thought we were past this stage, and I feel like, yeah, nothing is working at my home, nothing. So I'm at work and I'm like, okay, I don't even know what's going on, but I'm like, yeah, I I just pray over them, and I'm like, yeah, God, take charge of my situation, because, yeah, you can literally lose your mind. So, yeah. It's not the easiest thing. Experiences really differ. Listening to you guys has made me wonder if I am a bad partner. And I know that's a nagging worry that most women with partners have. Because my children and work, you know, 
I think equally vie for my attention so much that there is little time for me and my partner and I feel torn how do I strike a balance between my work children and partner then there is also the question of my friends and individual needs but that's another thing uh, we will get into later coming up after the break Okay, for me, uh, I'm big on mental health, so I am very cognizant of postpartum depression. I went through it with the first one. I have struggled a bit with it with this second one, but just being in a space where you have people around you who can recognize that mm, matter is off, there's something that's not right, and they go in and ask. Yeah, um, I recall before I went on maternity leave i asked hr what the policy for new moms was and she said uh, there's no policy we are back you're listening to my village podcast and with me today are Samantha Niosaba Evelyn Lenayasa Silayo Christine Owin Wendy Nabasanga and Martha Arinaitwe Rukare you have all given me a general overview of what life is like both at office and home after giving birth. But there's so much to unpack. We're going to get into specific starting with unrealistic expectations. What have you learned now that you have children and think can be done at work to make it inclusive and cater to a career mother's needs? Samantha. Um I would say um you know moms coming back from maternity leave line managers should be very intentional about what the transition is going to look like because um you know 3 months away again it's not a holiday it's not a holiday uh, so coming back and bouncing back um in in whatever you know environment the workplace is this is a very fast paced environment right so what does that what is that transition and and how is your land manager supporting you and understanding the load of work that is waiting for you one right but then also about how mentally right mentally and even physically people don't let's talk about the physical you know things that go on um being mindful of that and so the transition is well is is good and and regardless of the challenges you feel like you are supported and they do understand um but i feel like it has been really great sitting down um and you know talking to different moms and hearing that one you're not alone but also solutions on how to on how because i've picked up really great pointers on on how to mitigate some things how to think about certain situations like i just learned from math about sleep regression yesterday because my firstborn was also going through the same thing and i didn't understand it uh, so it it really helps to think about some so, so i think this dialogue is really important so that we know we're not alone but also finding solutions yeah. okay for me uh, i'm big on mental health so i am very cognizant of postpartum depression i went through it with the first one i have struggled a bit with it with this second one but just being in a space where you have people around you who can recognize that mm, matter is off there's something that's not right and they go in and ask also a workplace which provides that sort of counselor or someone to just walk you through it and that you're not like, i feel like this group session is one of them mm-hmm. but uh probably there they could be other issues that are 
are play a part into it. We we are not all uh, lucky to have supportive partners. We are not all lucky to have the financial ability to to probably buy formula every day or you know then also there's the bit of okay you're breastfeeding and you don't have enough milk i don't know whether that happened with uh, our second bond for me mine did and i really struggled with it so there were a million herbs i was taking mm-hmm. so just just someone to let you know you're not being a bad person <laughs> yeah so for me it would be a space where you can talk about motherhood beyond the work Yes, Silayo mental health is key. It is often overlooked on the whole in most places of work, but even more so for mothers. Christine, what needs to change to accommodate mothers at work? Hmm, what can I add a value to that? Um yeah, I think just the pace. Um in a fast-paced environment. I think we need to be intentional about what that even looks like in terms of the transition. Um my husband's workplace for example has a policy that when you first come back for the first month it's half days. I don't know what it would look like for us to consider something um about a transition period because I think for me I remember just crying like the first couple months kind of like Martha though I didn't park that was a good idea I should have done that um I would just cry at the office <laughs> no um but I actually did seek out uh because I would didn't know if I had postpartum I was just really really kind of upset a lot and I didn't necessarily take time to reflect on what that meant because I was going so quickly um and now i'm trying to be more intentional about seeking help when i'm seeing myself spiral because it yeah i i guess maybe it's the first year because 9 months in i thought i would have figured it out and i haven't um so just really being intentional about the transition and 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 you know fellowship and lastly matha yeah um i recall before i went on maternity leave i asked hr what the policy for new moms was and she said uh there's no policy because um i ha- i came from a workplace where after your maternity leave uh, up until your baby is 6 months you work half day so you choose which hours of the day to work so for instance if your baby wakes up a lot then it's okay for you to come in in the afternoon but then they were intentional and 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 considerate for new moms because they understood that Okay the basics are every child should be breastfed mm. at least for 6 months. So I believe for a workplace like that if we can incorporate such processes and policies mm-hmm. to allow moms um do what they have to do at least for the first 6 months because I'm also struggling like because I'm here so long my milk has really dwindled and no matter what I do I'm really struggling and I see that I'm going to have to breastfeed my baby for um a shorter time than I did for my first born so and I like I'm struggling with that I'm like oh my god so because of work my child is going to suffer um but there's really nothing I can do so if if um the the environment allowed us um yes we understand we need to deliver at work but in the same breath we need to deliver at home 
and yeah this job could go tomorrow but my child remains my child forever so for me it's about okay like where do i draw the line like yeah Thank you so much ladies. We have run out of time. Like I said there's so much to unpack. So next week we will pick this conversation from where we have left off. From the Innovation Village, this is my village podcast produced through the Next Wave program under the Young Africa Works strategy in partnership with the Mastercard Foundation. And I'm your host Pauline Achanawe.